Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. So welcome to day three. Today, we're going to be talking about the common blocks and patterns that get in your own way that prevent you from feeling good, from feeling powerful, from accomplishing the things that you want, from actually moving ahead in your life, from doing the healing that you want, or making the changes that you are so desperate to make. So hmm, our beliefs are incredibly important. And those belief systems that we build over our years from childhood and into adulthood, they can either help us or hinder us. Now, keep in mind that at some point, every single belief system that we have created for ourselves and um, taken on for ourselves has served us in some way. Whether it has served to protect us, whether it has served to make us more likable, to build relationships, to um, help us feel more confident. At some point, whatever belief systems we created have served us, even the ones that no longer serve us today. So those belief systems, they are the, the key, like understanding them is the key to actually changing your life. And in order for you to change your life, you have to be able to go and find the roots of the beliefs. So Remember that when we are growing up from the age of about five to seven is when we are the most, well, from until about the age of five to seven is the time when we are like sponges. So most of our belief systems are actually created in those formative years and they create kind of our core beliefs. And then from there, we take on more and more belief systems based on our core beliefs and then our experiences in life. Now, when we are looking for the roots of the belief systems that are inhibiting us now, we need to look at what is happening like, and what had happened back in the past. So keeping in mind that, again, our belief systems are formed in childhood and then throughout our lives, we want to look at where those patterns are repeating. So if you are experiencing... For example, patterns of self-sabotage now, chances are that they're actually related to something that happened in childhood. And the most, like I said, the most formative years are up until about the age of seven, but then there's also under the age of 12 are really significant years as well. So we want to look back at where these types of patterns have been repeating over and over again. And Oftentimes, what we think is the problem is not actually the the problem. It's not actually the issue. So 
for example, um, I had been doing uh, theta healing for myself and I was having this incredibly difficult struggle receiving money. I, I had a block around asking to be paid for my services and it felt like every time, um, I had money come in, money went out. And that was a pattern for me, even as I was raising my wealth frequency. And if I were, if I were to just look at it, I would say, I have, I have a problem. Like I have a block around receiving money, but what it actually was when I explored it was a block around receiving love. And there is no actual difference between love and money. So what had happened for me is when I was about mm, three years old, my grandparents had gotten divorced and I was very close to both of them. And my grandfather decided that he didn't really want contact with anyone. And I remember that there was this time where um, for some reason I went to court with my mom and I, again, I was about three and I hadn't seen my grandfather for quite a while. And I ran up to hug him and he pushed me away. And as an adult, I had no, no emotional attachment to that moment. But when I actually went in and I explored it, that three-year-old who was pushed away by her grandfather, she was denied love. And that meant for me, and this is what that three-year-old me made all of this about is I wasn't worthy of love. Um, I was going to be pushed away. I had to protect myself by holding myself back. Um, that when I wanted love, I was bad um, and I wasn't deserving of it. So there's all these little beliefs that I created as a three-year-old. And obviously I'm speaking eloquently about it, but when you, when you break it down, like I, I felt hurt and sad and unloved. And I was angry back then. And what that ended up turning into is a money block because money and love are the same thing because money is just a form of energy. Whether you are paying someone for a service, um, whether you are hmm, buying someone coffee or doing acts of service, there's always some kind of energetic exchange for everything. You know, even though this is a free series, you're exchanging your time. So that's, there's still an energy exchange and I'm exchanging my heart and my wisdom. So it doesn't matter what it is. There's always an exchange of energy and that energy is always love. And if you have a block around that and a block around receiving love, that's going to show up in numerous different ways throughout your life. So the beliefs that we form are not always as simple and as clear as we might think. So our blocks, there's always the surface level block. So if you have difficulty with um, like binge eating, it's not about the food. It's not about the emotions or well, part of it is about the emotions, but there's deeper layers to it. The food itself and your ability to not binge eat and go on these emotional eating cycles, it's not, it's not about that surface level of food. There's things underneath it where you might be punishing yourself, where you're not feeling good enough. You're not feeling a flow of love in your life. 
you're holding back, you're wanting to hide away. And all of these different things that you're doing, whether you are aware of it or not, are again, serving you in some way. So we want to explore these beliefs. And by allowing ourselves to explore these beliefs, we can then understand them and, and understand where they come from, how they served us in the past, and how they are going to, um, how they're serving us or not serving us now, and how we can shift and change them so that we can move forward. So, you know, another, um, another example with myself. So binge eating is something that I struggled a lot with. And I would be so good. I'd be so good. So I'd be consistent. I'd be eating clean and doing all the right things. And I would do it for maybe about two weeks, sometimes three. And then I'd fall off track and I'd fall off track for like a month. And then I'd have to start over. And what, what I was actually doing is I wasn't able to handle my emotions in the moment. I would get overwhelmed. And for me, a protection mechanism was hiding away when I felt overwhelmed or seeking things out that gave me uh, instant gratification. So the, it wasn't about the food for me. It was about feeling good in the moment. And I notice it even now because, I mean, I have bad days. I have days where I emotionally eat and I can down an entire bag of chips. And on some bad days, I'll eat like a carton of nugs and um, a bag of chips and like some cake or like cookies or something. And I will, I would, I will actually go out of my way to get something that is gluten-free um, so that I can do that so that I can feel good in that moment. But when I actually take the time to slow down and step back and look at why I'm making those decisions nine times out of 10 now, it's because I'm feeling a lack of love. So sometimes it's because my partner has been busy. He's been distracted. He's been in his own world. So we haven't been connecting. So then, and, and then I am, I try to reach out for the first little bit, like not consciously, I'm not being conscious of it. And then I start hiding myself away. Well, I'm not feeling love. So when I actually check myself and I look at why am I wanting to eat these things? Why am I wanting to do this? It's because I'm not feeling love. It's because I'm wanting to feel good. And when you are feeling a lack of love, you're wanting to feel good. So for me, that behavior no, it doesn't actually serve me in my highest and best good, but in that moment, it does serve me. So you, you want to explore why you're making the choices you are, and you don't want to beat yourself up for it. And that's one of the biggest lessons that you do have to learn is that the choices you make are just the choices you make. And if you make a mistake or you make a wrong choice, choose again, don't beat yourself up for it. There's a lesson in there that you can learn. And you just have to be willing to learn the lesson. You have to be willing to look at yourself and take responsibility for your actions, for your inactions, for your feelings, everything. And taking responsibility can be incredibly difficult and uncomfortable 
and sometimes just downright icky. Um, you know, another thing in my, in my military career, after I was injured, I didn't get the support that I needed. And had I had the support that I needed, maybe things would have turned out differently, but instead I went through a lot of struggle, but here's the thing. And it took me a long time to be okay with this, but I had to take responsibility for the fact that I was too proud to ask for the help that I truly needed. I was so focused on being strong and protecting myself and not looking weak and vulnerable and all of these things that I felt that I had to be. I was so focused on doing that, that I couldn't see that I could have asked for help. Now, hindsight's 2020. So again, you don't want to be beating yourself up for the decisions that you made in that moment. And if you didn't know better, you didn't know better. You did the best that you could in that moment. But where the responsibility portion comes in is I have to take responsibility for the fact that I didn't know better and I didn't make the choices that could have helped me the most. And that was a hard pill to swallow. But again, this is not about blaming. It's just about awareness and responsibility. So I, I shifted the blame, which I did feel for quite a long time um, against the military. I shifted that away. And it's not that I condoned what they did, because honestly, they did a lot of really horrible, <laughs> horrible stuff. Um, but it wasn't all them. I had my own part that I played in it and I learned a ton of lessons and I'm grateful for the experiences that I had because it taught me a lot and I'm able to come here and now teach based on my experiences and, and it led me to my spiritual awakening and all of these things. So I'm, I'm so grateful for it and it was still hard and there were still lessons in it. And I still had to take responsibility for my actions, my inactions, my pride, my beliefs, everything around it. When you, when you allow yourself to take this level of responsibility, it, it gives you a sense of freedom and release because then you're no longer hanging on to the parts of yourself that you feel shame around. And you, you give yourself permission to no longer beat yourself up because you did, you did what you could based on the knowledge that you had. And now moving forward, you can learn from that and make different choices. So our beliefs and experiences are, are really, really powerful. And they are something that we need to consciously have an awareness of. Now, when, when we are looking at changing our lives and we're, we're looking at implementing new things or shifting our habits and behaviors, or we want to start off on a new venture. Maybe we want to start a business. Maybe we want to start a family. Maybe we want to 
learn how to paint or draw or whatever it is, whatever it is that we are wanting to do in our life. We always start off being really committed to ourselves. And one of my favorite quotes, and and my own coach shares this, is the, the pain will push you until the passion and purpose pulls you. So anytime we want to change something, it's because we're uncomfortable. Now, the difficult thing is staying committed to ourselves. And that is one of the most common blocks that we have. And again, addressing your beliefs really will help you understand all of the ins and outs of this. But the biggest block is that we are not fully committed to ourselves. Because if you let the pain push you until the passion and the purpose pulls you, it's going to take a lot for you to typically get to that passion point. And it's typically going to take a lot of pain. You're going to have to get so uncomfortable within this comfortable discomfort zone that you are willing to fully commit to yourselves. Now you can skip those steps of all of those painful moments by really getting clear on what it is you want, why you're doing it and where you're going and, and the highest version of yourself. And that highest version of yourself is your soul self. And it is who you are becoming. So in order to stay committed to yourself, you need to know who you are becoming, where you're going and why you're doing it. And I'm going to tell you that if you are trying to change things from a place of, I am not enough, you're not typically going to change. And I'm going to say like 99 times out of a hundred, it's not going to be sustainable. There are some people that will push through and they'll make some changes, but it's not actually sustainable. And the reason that it's not sustainable for you to change out of a place of I'm not enough is because you are essentially hating, blaming, and shaming yourself into making these changes. So for example, if you want to fix your, uh, your relationship with your body and exercise and diet, if you keep beating yourself up, and saying, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm so bad for eating this. I'm, I'm fat and I'm ugly and I'm all of these different things. I need to lose weight. I need to do all these things so that I can feel better, so that I can be desirable or whatever, whatever your end goal is. If you're doing it from that energy, you're, yes, you're, gonna, you're, you're likely going to experience some success. But again, it's not sustainable for the long term because we can only judge ourselves and hate on ourselves so much before we revert back to an old pattern of being not enough. And then you'll hide away, you'll end up punishing yourself. It's just not going to keep moving you forward because it's coming from this low energy over here instead of your soul. And your soul is the one that's saying, I want you to do these changes, but I want you to love yourself into them. So when you are loving yourself into a change, you want to 
you want to be changing from a place of acceptance and reverence for where you are, even if you're not comfortable there or you're not okay with where you're at. If you can find this place of loving yourself and accepting yourself, even for the mistakes that you've made, the, the, the place where you're at, where you're not, you're not satisfied. You're not satisfied. You want change. If you can make changes from that place, but through love instead of blame and shame, it'll be much more sustainable. And it is so much easier to course correct yourself. Now, the way to do this is to get clear again on who you are becoming. And you don't need to know all of the nitty gritty details. So the materialistic details, you don't need to know that. What you do need to know is what traits are you going to embody? If you are wanting to exercise and eat better, why are you doing it? Is it to nourish yourself? Is it to feel healthy? Is it to have more energy, more vitality? Is it to release extra weight from your body? Is it to stop hiding? Is it to feel confident? Is it to be stronger? Why are you doing these things? Is it to be able to keep up with your kids? Look at why you're doing these things and don't look at it as you need to change in order to be loved. You're loving yourself into the change. And when you look at it in this way, you, again, you can course correct more easily because when you come up against a block, so you're having a bad day, and you want to emotionally eat. When you come up against those feelings, if you're loving yourself into the changes, you can just ask yourself, does this serve me? Is the person that I'm becoming, does, this, does the person that I am becoming do these actions? Is it okay for me to have a, a treat without harming myself by binge eating. You can, you can check your behaviors and this takes practice because awareness is something it's a, it's a muscle that is built, but it does make a difference. And it is really hard for you to make choices that don't serve you in your highest and best good when you are coming from that place of love and when you are questioning yourself from a place of love versus from a place of blame, because you could judge yourself for wanting to binge eat in that moment, or you can love yourself. And chances are when you love yourself and you just ask yourself what you really need, it's probably maybe, maybe you'll eat some of the treats, but you're not going to binge eat in that moment. And maybe you decide that, oh, you know what? I actually would feel really good if I went for a walk or if I told my partner, hey, I'm feeling lonely and I, I really need some attention right now. 
or you go and you call up a friend and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling the greatest right now. I would love to chat. Do you have the space and time to do that today? Or can we do it tomorrow? Anything that would fill you up instead that is aligned with, again, that person you are becoming and the person you are becoming, like I said, it's all about the traits. So it's, it's kind of, you want to look at the why. So what is it that you are moving towards? And you don't need to know all of the nitty gritty details, but then the traits are you're kind to yourself. You know that doing self-sabotaging or, or destructive behaviors makes you hurt more in the long term, even though in the moment it might feel good. Um, the, the confidence, you feel confident when you make choices that make you feel good and serve you in the highest and best good for yourself. So you look at all of those traits and remember that that person you are becoming, those traits and that version of you already exists. It's already within you. So really what you are doing is just stepping into and allowing yourself to fully embody and become and embrace that version of you that is at that next level of growth, that is at that next level of healing. Now, this also helps you understand how to be committed to yourself. And the commitment, the commitment portion, if we are not committed to ourselves, one, it's definitely that lack of understanding, not knowing where we're going or who we're becoming. Now, the other thing is that we need to, we need to understand why we want change. And the commitment. So when we are not committed to ourselves, it's oftentimes that we don't fully believe in ourselves. And it's, it's like we, we don't fully believe that we are capable of changing, of healing, of accomplishing what we want to accomplish. There's a big part of us that knows that it's possible. Otherwise, we wouldn't even consider doing it. So we know that it's possible. Maybe we've seen other people do it. Maybe we've done it in the past, but whatever it is that's stopping us right now, although a big part of us knows and believes that it's possible, there is a, there's a part of you that typically feels, yeah, it's possible, but not for me. So in order to protect yourself, you end up self-sabotaging. You end up falling off track. You make choices that are easy and feel good in the moment versus the ones that might serve you even more that might be a bit harder or might take more effort. So you need to shift your belief in yourself and you, you need to let go of the fears. And whether it's the fear of failure the fear of success, you need to let go of the fears. And you want to look at why you might be fearful 
of becoming that full version of yourself, of shining. You know, a lot of my clients, one of their biggest actual fears and blocks is they're afraid that when they become that person, when they fully embrace that next version of of themselves, when they embrace that success or those accomplishments or that level of healing, when they let themselves shine and embrace their brilliance, they're afraid that they're going to lose love. They're going to lose relationships, that they are going to be looked at differently and then rejected. Or that they're going to lose freedom or their, their time. Those are the biggest underlying fears. And when you can dig down and understand what it is that you are afraid of, again, you can allow yourself to start making those changes. Because once you understand what your fear is, and once you understand what is holding you back and, and what your ego is telling you could happen so that you maintain that status quo, you can then say, hey, you know what? I trust that I'm not going to lose love. And you can, you, and you know, you can even talk to people in your life and express your fears to them. I myself, like I've had those, I've had those fears myself where if I'm successful, like my mom won't love me anymore or my partner won't love me anymore or my friends won't. And although I haven't, like, I haven't talked to my mom about that because that would be a whole can of worms. <laughs> um, I have talked to my partner about it. I talked to friends about it and I, I just 100% said to my partner, if I'm successful and if we end up living this lifestyle or I earn this amount of money or I'm this busy or whatever it is, are you still going to love me? And of course, it, like you say, you say these things and you ask these questions out loud and you're like, damn, you crazy. <laughs> but the fear is there. So by asking the question, you're taking the power away from that fear. You know, sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is actually voice out loud our fears. Because when, when we hold it in and when it's running around in our mind and running around in our hearts, we're like, oh no, like I'm the, the fear is here. It's going to stay here. And it kind of like bing bongs back and forth within you. But as soon as you speak it, it's like your observer self can come out and you're like, oh wait, yeah, that that is silly. Like, why, why am I feeling afraid of that? So it takes away the power from those fears. So voice them and also understand that there will be people that as you grow and as you change and as you shift and stand in your power and your brilliance, there's going to be people that aren't going to like it. But chances are the people that you are actually afraid of losing, they're going to be right there with you because they truly love you. And the ones that, the ones that might balk at it or are not going to be in agreement or are going to sit in judgment, whatever they believe is about them. And it's not actually about you. 
And, you know, this can come up with boundary setting too. If you've always been a people pleaser and you have tried to help others and cater to others, if you start saying no, there's going to be pushback. Some people are going to, some people will automatically respect the boundary. Some people are going to be like, what? Like, no, I'm done with you. You're we're, we're done. And they'll leave. And then there's other people that are going to push back against it. And it's because you are changing the way that you energetically interact with them. So they're going to try to push you back into whatever the status quo of that relationship is. And the same thing with when you shine and when you grow and you heal the, the people that are not going to fully embrace that at first it's it's because they were getting something out of your relationship and the the way that you were energetically before you grew and this it can be difficult to deal with you know my mom is a good example she's very much in in a victim mindset a martyr mindset and we've had many many moments where I have grown and I have set boundaries and she has pushed back like a beast and I've had to stick to them. And what eventually happened is that she learned a new way of interacting with me. I'll be very honest. It was a painful experience to have to hold that much power and and trust in myself. But in the end, it made a huge difference. And every so often her old patterns of how she used to treat me and, and, and relate with me, they still come up because life layers, everything happens in layers. Healing's not one and done, but it got easier. And now anytime it does come up, it goes away that much faster. So I'll be honest, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be some hard times, but understanding and holding true to, again, that person you are becoming, that highest version of yourself and understanding why you're doing the things that you are doing is really going to help you move through those bumps in the road, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with someone else, it's going to give you that power. And again, voice your fears to people that you trust because they're going to reflect back to you the love that you are looking for rather than rather than encouraging you to be held back um now the other thing is that hmm. okay I just lost my train of thought. Let's take a sip of water. And hi, Jen. <laughs> okay. Nope, let's move in a different direction. If spirit comes and drops back in, that's fine. Okay. So the other thing is when you are wanting to change your life, there's going to be times when it is going to feel impossible. It is going to feel difficult. It is going to feel like you don't have the capacity 
energetically, emotionally, psychologically, to and physically to handle these changes. And this is this is a belief system that can hold you back. And it's something that I still hit walls with every time I grow to a new level. I, I'm, I, I'm afraid that I won't have the energetic capacity to handle that whatever those next steps are, whatever that next level is. And whenever I, I hit that fear and whenever I end up moving through it and, and stepping into that next level, my, my body will actually create pain or fatigue or things like that to try to prove me right. Try to prove those fears right. But you have to keep going and moving through it and trust yourself because your soul is not going to put these things in front of you if it's not meant for you. And remember that ideas and the, the nitty gritty details can shift along the way, but ultimately your soul is not going to put something in, in your path that is not for you. And whether it is for you for a short period of time or a long period of time, it doesn't matter, but it's always going to serve you in some way. Now, with the energetic capacity, we are so often afraid that we, we just won't be able to handle everything. We're afraid of the overwhelm. We're afraid of the burnout. We're afraid of the responsibility because at some point we got comfortable wherever we are. And we know that even on the worst days, we can handle where, we're, where we are, where we're at. And when you allow yourself to just trust and move through it, what ends up happening is, yeah, for the first, maybe for the first little bit, you might be a little bit more tired. You might feel a little overwhelmed as you take those new steps because you're walking into this, this feeling of the unknown and it, and it's scary and it can feel so uncertain, but there's a part of you that is very trusting of it. But as you move through these next couple of steps, what's going to happen is if you keep trusting, your energetic capacity is going to expand. You know, literally a couple of years ago, um, I mean, in 2016 is when I was in the worst, um, the worst physical condition and mental health condition. And within a couple of years, I started healing myself and another couple of years, it has been even better, but even within the last couple of years, the, the, the physical changes that I have experienced in my life are night and day. There were days when I was in so much pain that I couldn't get out of bed. My depression was through the roof and I, I honestly wanted to end my life every day. And, and I don't say that lightly. And had I looked back then and thought I, I would be doing something like this, or I would be able to put out a podcast every week or, or do a three-day series where I'm live teaching or have coaching clients and healing clients and all of these things that I'm doing, I never would have thought it was possible because of how limited my view was back then and how exhausting just life was. But the thing that I did is I trusted myself with each step forward. 
And some steps might be a foot long, some steps might be an inch. It doesn't matter how long that step is, as long as you allow yourself to continuously move forward and you are gonna hit walls, you are gonna hit barriers, you're gonna hit levels of fatigue and then you are going to move through them and you are going to be able to handle more. It's just like exercising your muscles. You're gonna hit limits where like, one week you can you can you can't even lift a 20 pound dumbbell and then the next you're like rocking out 10 reps because you worked your way up to it your muscles hit this new level of strength allowing you to move up but at some point you were like there's no way i can hit i can like lift 20 pounds like i can barely lift two look at my little weak ass noodle arms there is a point where you didn't believe that it was possible part of you did but part of you didn't but then you hit that and you're like, oh, what was I worried about? What was I thinking? This isn't actually as hard now as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there, there were struggles in the process and there were lessons and there were, there were times when it felt hard and where I felt depleted and just overwhelmed. And I, like, I wanted to quit. But if you just keep moving forward, just take the next step. Just keep holding on to that belief. The belief that these things are possible for you. That is going to make the biggest difference. And you know, change, change happens in an instant, but transformation happens over time. So the little decisions, the little steps that you take, those are little changes that you make moment to moment. And when you look back and you add up all of those little changes that you made, you are going to see this big, beautiful transformation. And you just have to remember that that transformation is not going to come overnight. It's going to take those little steps of change. But then you can look back and see how far you've come, how much you've healed, how much you've changed, how much more you let yourself light up and love and receive and experience. You're going to see it. And I can guarantee you that even if you go from now to a couple days ago, when we started this series, to a couple months ago, to a year ago, to a few years ago, you can see that you've changed. And you can see how powerful those changes are. So keep trusting. Keep believing in yourself because you are deserving of it. And anytime you have doubt creep in, just ask yourself questions. You know, I love the work I do. I adore it. I, I love coaching. I love teaching. I love energy healing. And there are still times when I hit a wall and I want to quit because it feels like it's too much. And I have to check in with myself, even with the level I'm at. Because again, I'm human. I'm constantly healing in layers, just as you all are. So I still have to check in with myself and ask myself, do I want this? 
is this the direction that I want to go? Is this the direction that I'm meant to go? And when I look through the fatigue or the frustration or the fears that are coming up, I can find my answers. And the answer that I always come back to is yes. I do want to do this. Because when I don't, I'm not lit up the same way. Like this, this right here with you and I, it, it lights me up. It makes me feel on top of the world. And I, I love feeling your heart and I love feeling all of, all of your energy and your potential. And I love moving you through this. There's nothing makes me happier and more fulfilled in, in my soul purpose than to see you grow and heal and change. So whenever you are hitting that wall in your life, in whatever it is, whether it's running your own business, whether it is learning about spirituality and going through all of the healing, whether, whether it's raising children or going to school or learning a skill, whatever it is, check back in with yourself and ask yourself, why, why am I doing this? Why do I want this? Is, is this something that is really lighting me up? And if it's not, that's okay. You can always redirect, but don't let, don't let fear and a lack of belief in yourself be the thing that holds you back because you're powerful and you can overcome anything. And again, the only thing that limits us and the only thing that limits us in all of life and all of healing is our belief. And, you know, even for my, my theta healing clients, if somebody's never been for theta healing before and they're like, well, what it, does it work? I say, as long as you are open and you have some belief that it will work, I can guarantee you it will. Because again, the only thing that limits you is, is you, is your beliefs. So let yourself believe, let yourself feel what if, what if it all works out? How good would it feel? And if you are moving towards something in your life, instead of thinking like, what if it's possible? Think of it like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when it's going to happen. It doesn't matter when. You just know that no matter what, it's going to happen. And you take action from that place of you are guaranteed to receive what you want. You're guaranteed to do it. And if you think about it from this place of I am guaranteed to make these changes, to be successful, to do this healing, I am guaranteed to, to see results. I'm guaranteed it's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. That empowers you. And it, it shifts that doubt in yourself as well. It's just a matter of when, not a matter of if. Now, 
one of the one of the um, the hardest things that can be like one of the hardest cycles that we need to break sometimes is the cycle of instant gratification. And even after we have found the roots of beliefs and we have gotten clear on how committed to ourselves we are and who we're becoming and our highest self, we as humans still love instant gratification. That's why we love our cell phones, scrolling through Instagram or TikTok videos. That's why they're like literally 30 seconds to a minute long because in that time it captures our attention and makes us feel good. Or if you've ever emotionally bought something, you're like, Ooh, this product looks fun. And then you buy it and you're like, and then the next day you're like, why on earth did I buy that? I have no idea. It like literally makes no sense to me. That was silly. We love instant gratification because in the moment, it makes us feel good. There's, there's something that touches our heart that makes us excited and it makes us feel good. Now that can be a good thing. And it can also be a hindrance because if we are only focused on instant gratification, we forget the joy of putting in effort and seeing things develop over time and seeing, and again, seeing that transformation. So we need to find ways to bring in those feelings of instant gratification throughout our longer journey. We need to learn how to celebrate ourselves. Celebrating yourself is something that most people don't do. They've been taught that Celebrating yourself is bad in some way, or it's shameful or selfish or prideful or all of these things. And they say, oh, don't toot your own horn. Like you have to be humble. And any of us that are living in Canada, um, that's 100% our society is it's a very humble society. And there's beautiful gifts within humility but we also have to learn how to embrace celebration, how to be proud of ourselves, how to say, hey, look at me, look at what I did. I'm so happy for myself. I'm so proud of myself. And, you know, even on the days that don't feel great, you want to acknowledge that you did your best that day. So, Something that I struggled with a lot, and I know a lot of my clients do as well, because they typically have perfectionistic tendencies, is if I didn't accomplish all of the things that I felt like I needed to accomplish, or if I wasn't feeling good one day, or maybe I, maybe I binge ate or emotional ate, or I didn't exercise when I said I was going to, and I didn't stick to whatever plan or expectations were in my head at the time. I used to beat myself up. And this is, this is a very common thing. Now, what I got really good at and what I encourage you to get really good at is no matter what your day looks like, whether 
you got out of bed and you rocked your to-do list and you cleaned the house and you did all these things and you, you were on fire and you signed new clients and you're like, boom, like I just, yeah, I was Superman rocked the top of the world today. Whether you did that or whether you had a lazy day, maybe you cooked yourself a meal, maybe you lashed out at someone at work because they were annoying the living F out of you, doesn't matter. doesn't matter what your day looked like. I want you to write down what your day was like and I love you. You did your best today. And you say that to yourself because the truth is, is that every single day, even when we make mistakes, when we have so-called bad days, when we're feeling off, when we're feeling, I mean, when we're feeling like poop, even on those days, we have done our best for that day. And we have to remember that. And we have to, we have to praise ourselves for that instead of beating ourselves up. And again, this is a practice. You have to get good at having awareness of, the sh- of these, these thoughts and feelings that are coming up. So you are retraining that cycle of needing instant gratification and those like pops of feel good. And what you're doing is you are creating a sustainable flow of love, feel good energy, gratitude, all of these things. Because the the instant gratification, it fills a hole when we are feeling depleted. So the instant gratification, if you have like a water bottle, instant gratification would be like if your water bottle was empty and you filled it up with like an ounce of water and then you get to drink that water and you're like, oh, that was a good ounce of water, but then you're still thirsty. But When you learn to do things like say, I did my best today and give yourself love no matter what your day looked like. Give yourself love for everything that you've done, for the choices you've made, the lessons you've learned, for your mistakes, your failures, your wins, your accomplishments. When you learn to praise yourself, what you were doing is it's like you're putting a tube in your water bottle that constantly lets it refill so that you are never depleted. So you, you want to build that constant flow. And there are still going to be days when you're not going to feel great. There's still going to be days when you are, you're going to feel off. You're going to feel disconnected. You are going to feel just shitty. But those those days where you are not feeling good are not going to carry over day into day. They're not going to take you out. They're going to turn from days or weeks into hours and moments because you are going to have that flow of love within yourself. So your homework for today, what I want you to do is get clear on that person that you are becoming and the changes that you wanna make in your life. What are you wanting to learn? What are you wanting to heal? 
What are you wanting to grow into? And remember that this does not have to be perfect. Just let yourself explore it. And look at who are you becoming? What is that highest version of yourself? How do they show up in life? How do they feel? How do they act? How do they react to situations? How do they handle struggles? How do they handle easy days and, and all of the, the wins and successes? How do they celebrate themselves? Go do some journaling and look at those questions and then post them in the group. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And um, I'm going to have some surprise bonuses for you over the next couple of days here and there. And um, if you have been enjoying this series, um, I am actually opening up a monthly membership program. So this is going to be trainings like this. It is going to have a monthly coaching call where we're all going to get together and you're going to be able to ask questions and receive support. And I'm also going to bring in guest trainers. So this program is going to be $33 a month. And if you are wanting more support, if you're wanting to learn more, if you're wanting to develop your spiritual gifts and have community as well, because it is going to have, um, I believe it's going to be a Facebook group. Let me know, send me a message. Um, I just say, I want more info on this and we will get you started. Okay. I love you guys. And I will see you back in the group. Thank you for joining me today on the soul service podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon. If you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.